Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing uh, Season 7, Episode 22 of 7th Heaven, the title of which is Life and Death Part 2, or in Germany it is called The Turning Circle of Life Part 2. Uh, our IMDb user synopsis is, Peter tells Ruthie she should talk to her parents about her problem. Simon asks someone else to the prom since Cecilia does not want to go. Annie talks to Sarah's mother. What was your first impression of this episode? Um, I, it always, you know, we've said this multiple times on our podcast about how the second part of the two-parters for season finales are always a disappointment. But I think this one delivered a little bit, at least. Um, because at the end, there were even more cliffhangers, which I think like is what sh- a season finale should be. Um, and we, I think Aaron and I were both a bit distressed at the end of it, because we've never had like season-ending cliffhangers before. Did we? I think we did have one. I don't know. I didn't really... I I think they kind of ruined it, though, like what, how we talk about they don't really know how to do two-parters or whatever. I feel like they really didn't do this well because it wasn't as good as the first... Oh, definitely not as good as the first one. ...episode, so... No, um, I agree with that. I yeah. just was shocked that they had more cliffhangers. Yeah, okay. Usually they just, like, resolve everything into a night-type bow and, mm-hmm. and then, like, it's something new in the next season. Yeah. But there were a couple of... At least two or three things that were left mm-hmm. on the edge. On the edge. So, yeah. We'll start with the cold open, which is actually kind of long. Um, I think it sets up almost every single storyline. Um, so we start with Simon telling Cecilia about his plan to take um, Christine. Remember, that's played by Tara Lipinski uh, to the prom. And Cecilia is not happy about it. Uh, then we move on to... Ruthie come Ruthie and Peter coming home from the pharmacist, uh, where Peter's basically being a very understanding young gentleman, almost too understanding because he's like, "You don't need to apologize. It's an emotional time for you," and I'm like, "Ugh, stop." Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically Peter's gone, and he's like, "I really think you should tell your mother or someone in your family about this," and she's like, "Nope, I'm going at it alone." Um, then we have. I think actually I want I, I wanted to comment on this earlier because I don't think this is the really the first time that we've seen the apartment slightly furnished, and it's hardly the garage fur- apartment. Yeah, sorry. it's hardly furnished. Um, they have like wire racks everywhere. Um, there's like one instead of a table. Did you notice on the bedside? There's just this like thing mounted. It's like this piece of wood that comes down and makes like a shelf that, like, a single coffee cup can fit on. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Um, but there's, like, couches. It looks, like, like the tables look, like, there's a kitchen table. Well, yeah, table. I guess because Lucy and Kevin are going to have a lot more um, scenes there because they live there now, so that's, like, the, the deal. Um, so Lucy is looking at the instruction guide for a pregnancy test. Remember in the last episode, Lucy is afraid that she's pregnant. So, uh... I think she hears Kevin coming up the stairs and she hides the pregnancy test like in, I don't know, somewhere. Mm -hmm. And she kind of says, I want to be alone all day, even though Kevin has like gotten home um, early from work. And he's like, okay, I'll leave you alone. And he leaves. And she promptly calls Mary, but only gets her voicemail. And she's like, I need 
you, I know you did something stupid, but I think I just did something stupid too, so I need your help. And finally, the cold open ends with um, the Reverend talking to uh, Marshall Wallace's nurse character again, um, where she, like, Marshall Wallace is talking about how excited she is about Matt's baby, and the Reverend, like, points out fake Andrew Hampton. It's like, oh, how often does he come and hang out with the babies? And Marsha's like, all the time, he's so lovely. And then... They're the, like, and he's like, oh, well, I'm going to go talk to Mr. Hampton. And they're like, oh, that's not Mr. Hampton. Mr. Hampton is a big man. They're like a big, scary man. Um, and that's... That's it. The cold open. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to continue on with the Reverend and the Andrew Hampton storyline. Uh, just because we've said many times that, like, older generation stuff is really boring and we don't really like it. <laughs> so we're going to get it over with first. Um, so the Reverend immediately goes to confront Andrew Hampton um, and they kind of basically have it out first in the hospital room and then in the hallway. Um, things look like they're about to get physical when the Reverend is like, I've never punched a cancer patient before, but this will be a first. Yeah. And well, that's after the, wait, it's, that's after Mr. Hampton says, I've never punched a priest before. And he's like, I'm a Reverend. Anyway, they're like going circles around each other and just basically he's like, the Reverend main goal here is like, I'm going to stay here. I'm gonna like, until you let um, Chandler come and see you. And he, I don't know, he like finally backs down and it's all great. I guess. I, yeah. I guess you could say that. Um, so the Reverend then head, heads with um, Matt to the airport and while they leave, Chandler kind of makes his way there. I think he has, like, some sort of pit stop in Kansas because the plane has a mechanical error. Yes. I, I don't know why that scene was even... Why that was relevant. <laughs> I know, but, like... It wasn't. I don't understand why there was a scene about that. Yeah. Um, and he... They have a reconciliation, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I mean... I mean, what's there to say? Um, Chandler, like, arrives... We honestly, we weren't paying attention to this. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We can't even fake it. There, <laughs> there's, it's, nothing. there's nothing to say. We we dropped the ball on this one. It's boring. I don't really care about Chandler or his father. Sorry, but if this was like your favorite storyline, but they they make up and I don't know. They talk about going to a Yankees game or something. It's really predictable. Like, and like to to have them. I mean, earlier in this, like, in this episode when um, the Reverend and Andrew were talking to each other, Andrew was like, you know one visit isn't going to fix anything between us. But then one visit fixes everything in between them. So, yeah. like, I don't know. It's unrealistic. They sh If they wanted to really do, like, a father-son reconciliation, they should have done it over a couple of episodes at least. Mm -hmm. But instead we get, like, what, a two-minute scene? Um, so it's so quick that, like, he doesn't even stay there for the whole night. He, like, goes, sees him, and then flies back to California. And he, like, meets up with Roxanne, and they're getting hot and heavy. And basically the, their cliffhanger is that uh, Chandler's like, let's do the thing we've wanted to do since we first laid eyes on each other. So. Are they going to have sex? Are they going to get married? Are they going to do both? Maybe. What's going to happen? We don't know. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's talk, let, and so that's that's it for that. Yeah, so um, moving on to, I guess, the next oldest, I presume that Chandler is older than Matt. Yeah. Um, 
moving on to Matt. So our cliffhanger from last episode was that it was, is, well, it wasn't really a cliffhanger because we knew as the audience, we knew that Sarah was not pregnant, but Annie and the Rev and, well, Annie called Rosina at the end of last episode, I believe, or it was the beginning of this one. No, it was the beginning of this one. Um, And she invites her over and she's like, oh, I probably shouldn't be doing this, but um, I need you to, I need to talk to you right away. You need to come over. So when Matt and uh, the Rev return to the the Cam cam Casa, um, Rosina's sitting there and they're like, oh, congratulations, daddy, or something like they say. Yeah, welcome home, daddy. Yeah. Um, And... Basically, he's like, whoa, 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 um, no, that's not happening. And even though they were all excited or pretending to be excited previously, as soon as Matt is like, oh, no, um, Sarah isn't pregnant, um, they're all immediately relieved. Uh, So um, we see that. I I mean, as anyone should or would be because... Like I get, I guess grandparents getting getting excited to be grandparents, but um, it's like they're in medical school, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah. Just the beginning of their lives together. They and also they've only been married a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a couple of other scenes related to this later on where uh, Matt is trying to get in contact with Sarah, but she's like on a plane. Oh, the Florida thing is kind of resolved here. Oh yeah, we learn that. Um, they were going on vacation to Florida, so that's why. Um, and, oh, yeah, and then we have, like, another scene where Annie apologizes to Matt for telling, like, Rosie, Rosiana. Um, Rosina. Rosina. I always mess up her name. And that's really it. That's, like, so that's resolved pretty quickly as well. So that's two of the things that were, like, pretty important in the last episode that get cleared up. Yeah, resolved, yeah. Almost, like, instantaneously. Um, so, someone's become a woman. <laughs> yeah, um, so they use this terrible euphemism, becoming a woman. So, as w- as, as we know, we told you, yeah. if you listened to our last podcast or watched the episode prior to this, Ruthie has started her period, um, and the only person who knows is Peter, and, uh, I don't really, like, he tells... Annie. A- Annie comes up Annie comes up to Ruthie and she's like, I know. Mm-hmm. I know you've become a woman. Um, and Ruthie is immediately, like, she's very, very angry at Peter because I guess she, she didn't want to tell anyone in her family when, like, they would have found out eventually or inferred that it had occurred. Um, was she going to just, like, be the rest of her life, just not, I've never had my period? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, so she's angry at Peter, she runs downstairs to go to Peter's house, and the Rev is standing at the door with Rosina, and Annie is like, well, she's become a woman. Um, so Rosina even finds out. Yeah. She even makes a face, like, I yeah. shouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, the Rev obviously has tears in his eyes, because he's always crying, mm-hmm. and Annie's upset because Ruthie isn't doesn't want to share this, like, life Momentous moment. occasion yeah. with him. Um, and she's, like, upset also because Peter's the only one that knew, and Peter was the one that, like, was there for Ruthie and nobody else was. So that, there's kind of this, like, this whole undercurrent in the episode where Ruthie, again, is like, I don't want anybody's attention about this. I want to deal this deal with this on my own. I hate this. 
And there's like a back and forth where we have a conversation between father and daughter where the Rev is like, look, Annie just wants to be there for you. Like, this is a special moment between your mom and you. But, like, Aaron and I discussed that in the very first episode of Seventh Heaven, this was the main point of the storyline was for Lucy and the Rev to have a moment together. So this is like a turnaround for that. They, yeah. um, I think Ruthie's main thing is no celebration, but then there is a celebration. The whole family, of course, needs to be told uh, about this. But apparently, like, Lucy knew but didn't do anything, didn't say anything. Yeah. So I think it's, like, supposed to, like, turn it on its head where Ruthie expected everybody to make a big deal out of it, but the people that were supposed to make a big deal didn't. Like, Ruthie was supposed to be this, like, sage older sister. I mean, sorry, Lucy, Lucy was supposed yeah. to. And, like, she wasn't. Lucy was just, like... Meh. Meh. Well, that's probably because she's worried about her own life. Yeah. <laughs> not, not because of her, anything else. She's got her own shit going on. Um, but they, I, I, I have a thought about her cliffhanger, but I'll talk about it when we get there. Um, so it kind of ends with the fact that, like, as a compromise, Ruthie's agreed that everybody can go out to dinner. So they're all getting pizza. Which, again, like, again, wasted free dinner. Free dinner and you're going with pizza? Really? Well, remember, like, one of the first times in the show when we saw them going out to eat, it was at a diner. And it was because they had coupons. Yes, and they could only get, like, the liver or something. Yes, I get it. The Camdens are not of uh, great means. It's also probably because the promenade has so very little to offer in terms of diversity for food. Just Pete's Pizza, really. Um, So, yeah, that's really it for Ruthie. She's become a woman. They keep on calling her a woman, even though she really has poor taste in tracksuits and shoes. But there it is. That has nothing to do with being a woman. (laughs) I know. I'm just joking. Um, yeah, that's, that's really it for Ruthie. So like, mm. (laughs) Mm, yeah, that's about it. Um, we'll go on to the mysterious Tara Lipinski next. Um, so obviously I did not remember (laughs) these episodes, but uh, all right. So we quickly find out what the deal with Tara Lipinski is because she, Kevin comes into the Camden's cam cam kitchen mm-hmm. when Tara Lipinski is in there, and he's like, "Oh, you look so familiar." And then he's like, "Oh, I know you." And she said, "You know, they still keep the cliffhanger going." And they're like, "She's like, please don't let anyone know where you know me from." Also, I have a. All right, when we get into this further, I will talk about the continuity error here. So, um, at some point, also like Cecilia, we mentioned, was really upset when when Simon told her about his new prom plan and she kind of like marches over to the Camden house, gives Lucy a piece of her mind. Cause Lucy's like, she's like, you bought this woman into your house. Like, who is she? Why are you doing this to me? And then Lucy's like, if you're mad at me, if you're mad about Christine, talk to Christine. So then she goes to find Christine and Christine is in a towel. <laughs> just <laughs> um, hanging out, just hanging out. And like, Simon's kind of like leaning into her. It's like a it's it's a clearly like suggestive position for both of them. And Cecilia is rightfully angry. She's like, you know, my problem is not that you're going to prom with my boyfriend, it's that you're standing around in a towel and you're clearly like wanting something else, like get away, blah blah blah. So you know, you have your regular outcomes with men and women and yeah. jealousy and outsiders, etc. Um, so I think what really happens next in this storyline is once Kevin realizes who she is, um, Kevin is like, t- 
tells Lucy. And Lucy obviously flips out. And they can't call her a prostitute. Right. They call her a hooker, though. I mean, they they, uh, they keep calling her a professional dater. Yeah. Um, but at one point, Lucy does use the term hooker. Um, but that's about it. The rest of them just keep saying um, professional dater. There's a whole bunch going on here where Simon is out with um, Tara Lipinski. Um, and then, like, Kevin tells Matt and... We have a nice callback here to Matt's prom night, where Matt takes a girl out who has a bad reputation. Correct. And um, so there's, yeah, there's that. And then in a later conversation, we are reminded of Simon's um, dating service that he ran. Um, although he stresses again, like, the um, he was like, oh, I didn't have sex with anyone, though. He was like, that's different. So he basically is like, I did the same thing as you, but not as bad as you. Um, so... Uh, would like just to, I would just like to say also that Kevin is first very hesitant to tell Simon about what Tara Lipinski's career is. Apparently he's career. like... I don't think that's her <laughs> career. Okay, her... What she's done or why yeah. he knows her, I guess. Yeah. Because she's been arrested for it before. Mm-hmm. So clearly... She's a hooker. She's yeah, not just running a dating, dating service. service. Yeah. Um, and so, because he's like, oh, you know, Simon will learn of it himself, and then he'll make the right decision. And Lucy's like, you can't let him just go out on a date with a hooker. Uh, or, like, a prom date with a hooker. Yeah. Um, this all, as um, Aaron says, all comes comes to a head when, like, Simon and, and Tara Lipinski have a heart-to-heart about their chosen... Profession. <laughs> I, like, it's just... Their paths uh, to, to dating for money, um, basically. Um, and Kevin also basically, like, kind of puts her in her place because he's like, look, you currently have a place to stay with a very good family and, a, like, a family that is able will help you try to get back on your feet. Like, why are you running away from this? Like, use them. And apparently she decides to do that because she, we're led to believe, is staying with the Camdens until she finds a new job. Which, since it's the end of the season, you know is going to just be abandoned. Yeah. And she, we're just never going to see her again. We'll probably get one line, if that, in no. like the next season. No, she's another throwaway Oh, character. just completely not yeah. back at all. Um, but she's integrated into the family so much that she's coming to Ruthie's being a woman <laughs> celebration. Which is the most important of all family celebrations. Um, okay, yeah. So that, uh, I don't, is there anything that goes on with Cecilia and Simon? I mean, Cecilia's still angry at... Yeah, I mean, the, the cold open starts with Cecilia yeah. basically but screaming that get resolved, it. Yeah, but, right? but yeah, I mean, I think once Simon is like, okay, I won't see Tara Lipinski anymore, we're supposed to be like, oh, well, I guess everything's fine with Cecilia then. Yeah, um, there's also a throwaway comment where Matt, when he's talking about Tara Lipinski, is like, yeah, he left with a very scantily clad woman. And then they show her, and she is totally covered. <laughs> and there's no scantily cladness about it at all. No. Um, so we're going to get into what might be the most... I don't think it's the... It's obviously not the, like main, the yeah. main storyline. I think the main storyline, honestly, was that bullshit with Chandler yeah. and the ref that we just ignored. <laughs> I think, uh, it, it might not... Okay, it's not the main storyline, but it's definitely the most frustrating, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, because it's elongated so much. So what we have, right, is Lucy thinks she's pregnant, right? And she wants to take a pregnancy test. And almost every scene she has is her looking in the mirror. <laughs> at, at her 
stomach area and like she puts a pillow under her shirt you know to see what she'd look like as pregnant and she's just like keeps telling Kevin that she wants to be left alone and at the same time we have Mary calling and she's like I did something stupid and well this ties so there is one Mary is trying to track this is probably my favorite scene of the episode (laughs) by the way excuse me (laughs) Mary is trying to track down the Rev, um, and she's like, he's in New York? Okay, so naturally, she gets on a flight to New York. Um, When she gets to New York, she runs to Mr. Hampton's hospital room, but it's right as soon as the Rev and Matt have left. So, um... She's like, she's like, is my, is my dad here? And Mr. Hampton is like, I can be your dad. Or like, can I be your dad? <laughs> but it wasn't like a, oh, I'm here as an older man trying to like take care of you. You are a distressed younger it, woman. It, it was, was like, a, let me be your daddy. Yeah, it was like, I'm interested in you romantically, romantic styles. So anyway, um, he's like, no, you just missed him. Um, he's on a, he's a, he's going to the airport with his son. And she's like, I was just at the airport. And then she starts crying. And she like she's like crying into Mr. Hampton's shoulders. She's like, my family's going to kill me. Um, so we still don't know what she's done. Um, but we do know, obviously, that Lucy thinks she's pregnant. We have a bunch other scenes of like Lucy running into Kevin and then being like, I need to be alone. And then going to a different place where Kevin isn't. And then Kevin being there. And she'd be like, I need to be alone. <laughs> it just constantly happens until Lucy and Mary meet at the promenade. Um, and there's, they don't hide the ball at all yeah, with no. Mary. Mary's just like, so I just got married, <laughs> um, and I'm going to try and get it annulled is basically her, her game plan. And we don't know who she's married to. I do. Um, well, I mean, you do too, because you accidentally read that spoiler once, many yeah. months ago. Yeah, I did. I mean, if I hadn't read that spoiler, I'd really... You would never guess that it was who she's married to. Yeah, but also I really think I'd want it to be Robbie. Oh, But yeah. like... I don't think it would have, I don't really don't think, I mean, I think that's where it might have been going in the future, but, you know, acting changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and they're both, they have a very, like, a nice sisterly moment. Um, I really appreciated this nod to their kind of relationship, and Mary walks with Lucy to get the pregnancy test. And they hold hands. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, we see Lucy, like, holding the pregnancy test and looking at it, and it's that's the big cliffhanger. That's the last scene of the episode. No, there's one other scene. Oh, is that when they go out to the dinner? Uh, when the doorbell rings. Oh, yes, yes, one more big cliffhanger. Uh, the doorbell rings, and the Rev goes to check on it, and it's Lou Ooh. and the Sergeant Michaels. And they're like, well, you just get the idea they have bad news. I forget exactly what they say, but the serious implication is they have news and it isn't good and the revs kind of starts to tear up before he even hears it yeah so they're like we need to speak to you inside it's very serious so yeah. somebody's died maybe perhaps why else would detective michaels be there yeah oh shit yeah no i know exactly what happened don't tell me oh someone's dead <laughs> mhm don't mm-hmm. tell me no it's not anyone that you've ever been introduced to or care about oh what the hell dun 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 it's who murdered them that matters. Yeah, you're on the edge of your seat now. I'm, okay, all right, okay. I'm confused, but you're going to find out soon enough. Okay, so that is the end of season seven. Uh, we're going to just take a little bit. Before, Journey yeah. through season seven. I forget where we started. Um, well, we started with, a, I think this, actually, this show. Started with a wedding. No. Did we start with, no, we didn't start no, with a wedding. <laughs> well, we started with 
Um, oh, let's go by character oh, by character. Kevin, Kevin moved yeah. into the Camden yeah. house. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Let's go care. It, well, Lu- okay. So Lucy started out this season with kind of keeping her distance from Kevin. Kevin obviously is interested in her. She doesn't think she wants to marry him. And then she does a total 180. And all she wants is to marry him. And then it's their wedding day. And she's like, I don't want to marry him. <laughs> yeah. And then she thought she was pregnant. <laughs> and then, yeah. And, and she's, a, she's a sex maniac now yeah. after her honeymoon. Yes, yeah, she is. Um, then we have Ruthie, who's who started this season out with wanting a pet and using a boyfriend to get a pet. Then having, but it didn't work out. <laughs> and then being called an ape lover. Wasn't she called an ape lover? And then the she beginning? had that weird relationship with Ben. Like, she was weirdly close to Ben. Yeah. And then she had a boyfriend but then got sick of him, and now she has Peter. And Who is generally, yeah, we like. I like Peter. We like, I like Peter, yeah. I like Peter a lot. Um, then we have Simon, who started with an escort service, um, and his, his entire season's really revolved around Cecilia, and will they or won't they? They broke up, they got back together again, they had fights, they got back together again, he was, they, he was blackmailed, he wasn't blackmailed, yeah. <laughs> it was all that. Um, then we have, I guess, well, obviously the Rev's storyline is probably the most back and forth like yeah he started being out of well first he started by being at work but then he had to have the heart surgery he had the heart surgery he became a disc jockey at the radio station and he saved matt zucri from killing himself um and usher helped yeah he didn't want to go back to work for a while and then lucy made him and he went back to work, and now his church is falling now apart. He's, and now he's back in full force. He's flying to New York uh, as part of his yeah. church duties now. Um, Matt only really came back in the last, what, four episodes of the season, and his entire storyline was, he's in med school with his new wife, Sarah. Yes. That's it. Correct. Uh, Mary actually was in the show for, like, the first few episodes of the season with her new older boyfriend, Jack, the pilot. Um, and But then she went off. And we don't know what happened with her. No. Um, Robbie was also there for... Oh, yeah. Robbie started the season. <laughs> People who who have left us. Yeah. Um, and his storyline first started with uh, kind of like him and Kevin being against each other because Kevin found out about Lucy and Robbie's very short history. Uh, then- and, and it just got bigger and it just became a lengthier relationship as uh, as, it, as they decided to make it up. Um but and Robbie had to leave us. We were introduced to new characters like Roxanne, who hit on Robbie, on Ben, but then settled with Chandler, who was another new character. <laughs> who, yeah, was replacing the rep when he had the surgery. And now they're not. And who really cares about Chandler? Exactly. That's really my thoughts, my thoughts on Chandler. Um, and so, yeah, we had some we had some great appearances by old faces like Mrs. Bank and um, Phyllis Diller, who get, graced us <laughs> with her presence the, twice. With, with the best ever character on Seventh Heaven. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Uncle Hank, Aunt Julie, uh, Grandpa Jackson. Yeah. All these people. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a season. I think it had... A few highlights, but mostly... It was Ruthie started as a child and now as a woman. Right. That's the most important. But it, I think mostly, most of the season was pretty low for me. Yeah. I feel like the... La- it wasn't good. I feel like throwing throwing Roxanne and Chandler in the mix really... I, I guess they had to give... Um, it feels like they had to give... Uh, 
Kevin, like, a playmate in, mm-hmm. or, or, like, friends in Glen Oak because, like, he works and, like, it feels like Chandler and Roxy were introduced really just to give Lucy and Ke- like Lucy and Kevin their own lives. I don't know. It just as I and we mentioned this earlier uh, before in like a separate podcast. But when you don't connect these new characters to the characters we already know, it's very difficult to get invested in their storylines. So when it's just Chandler and Roxanne, or it's when it, when it's Chandler and his father, or when it's Roxanne and her father, like I don't care. They're too removed. Like, when you do storylines between, like, Chandler and the Rev, okay, I'm kind of connected. Like, Lucy and Roxanne, fine, I'm connected. But, like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and who knows where they'll be in the next season. Um, so, yeah, that's, I don't know. I think I think the latter half of the season was a lot stronger than the rest of it. Um, I kept, it I was. Yeah, it absolutely was. But besides that, meh. Um, so let's focus on the, on this episode specifically. What would you rate it? This episode, well, I gave the last one like a six, right? I gave uh, it a six. You gave it a five. Oh, f- oh, well, this one was really a drop off from it. Um, so I'm going to give this like a, a three. Yeah, I was, I was going to go that low too. I think I'll probably give it a 3.5 because I'm actually very intrigued about the end. And then also how they're going to react to the fact that Mary's married. <laughs> it's okay nobody cares (laughs) great um okay so we've just finished another season and we have another one coming up and then we we, oh yeah we only have three left jesus no we have four left i lied oh okay (laughs) i'm not great at math um so yeah we will be hitting you with new episodes every wednesday and saturday um we're moving on to season eight uh, what are you looking forward to? Uh, you can let us know. I thought you were asking me. <laughs> no, no. What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to your reaction to the, the beginning of season eight. Uh, well, you'll get it in just a moment. Um, so you can contact us, camdencast at gmail.com, or check us out on facebook.com slash camdencast. We are Camdencast Show on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, and as I said, we upload twice a week, Wednesdays and Saturdays. iTunes, Apple Podcast app is a place that you can listen. SoundCloud.com slash Camdencast is also a place you can listen. Or on Stitcher. I'm Tanvi. I'm Erin. This is 7th Heaven. Camdencast. Podcast about 7th Heaven. Cage. Bye.